0: Are Chinese authorities trying to ethnically cleanse Uyghur communities, or are they fighting terrorism? Why does China limit religious freedom? How can Ramadan be banned in China when the country has about 21 million Uyghurs? It's time to, we took a look at this issue, because major media seems to be ignoring it. Hi, welcome to Zada, I'm Naska Zada. Our guest today is Tahar Amin. He's a political science scholar, founder of a Uyghur Times Agency in Washington, DC, and former prisoner of Chinese internment campus. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, thank you very much for having me.
0: Thank you so much. Before I ask you first question, I wanna give UN Committee of the Elimination of Radical Discrimination, which they started to monitoring um, Uyghur's communities. They say, uh, they're the one, they say there they are uh, about, estimated about one million Muslims in China in detention centers. And also, not just that, another two million have been forced into so-called re-education campus for political and culture reason. Uh, Before we go into that, I want you to explain to people, because not many people know this topic, uh, about Uyghur's um, culture and community.
1: Um, Uyghur people, uh, we are ethnically uh, Turkic-speaking people. We belong to Eastern range of uh, Turkic uh, ancient Turkic people. We mainly live in uh, Uyghur homeland. Uh, China calls it Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous region, but we call it East Turkestan. And um, we have developed it so uh, rich, colorful uh, culture. Uh, It relates to, it close to more Central Asian turkic speaking people, uh, rather than the Han Chinese-dominated Confucius culture, and uh, Everything uh, we have, ethnically, historically, linguistically, culturally, it's totally different from uh, what has China used it to have, and we have nothing to do uh, racially, uh, religiously, uh, or any kind of a relationship with, China, with Chinese.
0: Okay, so let's talk about um, the conflict, the situation, and then we go to your experience because it's you experienced the present, uh, um, you were uh, detained uh, by Chinese authorities for, from 2005 to 2007. Tell us what's going on right now, just summarize the situation. Uh, well,
1: uh, since 1949, Chinese communist regime uh, annexed, occupied and annexed our homeland to Chinese mainland territory uh, with assistance of Soviet Union the Chinese government did not stop its uh, anti Uyghur uh, and anti um, Islam and the anti human, uh, inhuman policies against Uyghur people. Uh, right now, we are seeing the most atrocities uh, happening to Uyghur people uh, because China believes that Uyghur people impose a very imminent uh, th- uh, security threat to Chinese national security. Even we don't have any. Uh, systematic or military power, or we don't have any uh, very strong political organizations in the region. But Chinese believe that uh, we are imposing national security threat. Uh, this this is their pretext. So the Chinese government, in order to eliminate all kinds of uh, threats to its national security, uh, they are trying to wipe out Twitter people. So this is very wrong ideology, which. Uh, came from the source of uh, Han uh, Chinese-dominated uh, ultra nationalist ideology, according to so ma- multiple sources that the Chinese government right now already lost uh, ideological leverage over its own pop people, Han Chinese people, because people don't believe uh, the communism anymore. So they want to curate another ideology that Chinese people support the Chinese government, the communist government. So they are uh, successfully uh, launched a campaign to uh, control uh, and keep the power on the people. So it's Han Chinese racist nationalist ideology. This ideology uh, tries to uh, Consider all kind of different people, all kind of different culture as a threat. So they detained more than three million Uyghurs in those concentration camps and forced the Uyghur women to marry Han Chinese and separated the Uyghur children from their parents. And more than uh, five hundred thousand Uyghur uh, children right now are being um, like uh, educated as a Han Chinese in those state-run orphanages, and. Um, so many young uh, men they disappear, and the Uyghur elites, including Uyghur executive officials, uh, business leaders, artists, intellectuals, um, religious leaders, all of them disappear. And we have so much videos, um, photos came from the region, show that very crowded streets, very populous cities like New York, like Washington DC, and that San Francisco, those cities became empty cities without no one on the street. You can only see the Chinese, but you cannot see young Uyghur men and uh, the ordinary people, because all of them were sent to those camps or prisons. Uh, We believe that half of the Uyghur uh, population right now disappeared. Uh, they are sent to either to uh, prisons or to camps.
0: Tell me about your experience. You were in prison. Where was um, You wrote an article, you criticized China, uh,
1: uh, yes. government. Yes, when I was 25 years old, almost um, 13, 14 years ago, uh, at the time I was an um, editor in a literature magazine, uh, an English teacher. At the time, I wrote an article titled Uyghur Culture in Danger, um, which I raised uh, the the dangerous situation Uyghur people and Uyghur culture facing. And the Chinese government um, uh, arrested me for that article and they put me in jail up to uh, more than two years. And I was sent to one of the most um, uh, dangerous places Zhao uh, Yu, Zhuanghua, it's kind of Lao Jiao, Lao Job in Chinese, it's Lao um, Jiao, education through labor camp, education through labor camp. It's uh, very different uh, from uh, the eradication camps right now. Uh, the Chinese government abolished the system in 2011, but uh, from tw- uh, for, uh, Chinese government took the power from 1949. They used it, implemented this political system uh, to uh, punish all kinds of uh, dissidents, uh, intellectuals, and um, any kind of minor uh, offenders. So I was one of those people. Mm
0: -hmm. And um, was there like torture involved in the prison? Was that just... Can you tell us more about
1: Uh, that experience? Yeah, it was more bad situation than right now but in comparison to other prison system around the world it was very uh, horrible and a terrible situation they um mm-hmm. interrogated me more than um three days and denied um more than three days and denied they did not give anything to eat uh, they just gave water to drink and um they put me s- uh, put me to sit in a iron chair, and um, uh, there is no sleep. Uh, it is just beginning of interrogation. It was, uh, it lasted uh, up to four days, and uh, they just want to know why I write that kind of article to criticize China. I did not say anything bad about China at that time, uh, because I know I will face this kind of prosecution. I just say. Uyghur people, Uyghur culture, facing a kind of um, dangerous situation. If we don't um, raise the awareness to keep and preserve Uyghur culture, Uyghur culture would be in danger, I said. But the Chinese believe that. I mm-hmm. criticize the Chinese government. So at the, later than they put me in eradication um, the camp, the kind of labor camp. Uh, it's different from this camp, uh, as I said earlier. Uh, we had to work uh, more than 14 hours a day. We had to uh, get up uh, at 5 a.m. Uh, in every morning. We had to stand up, cry out loudly the Chinese slogans, uh, mei-yo mei-yo uh, without Chinese Communist Party, there is no new China. The uh, Chinese Communist Party is our mother, and uh, p- party leaders our um uh, our fathers just very um offensive uh w- very radical uh political slogans uh we are forced to cry out everything and we can eat mm. only very small steam bomb. Steam bomb is uh without salt it's just a wheat uh, with made it with water uh it's no it, it doesn't have any oil or any salt uh it just for Ah, uh, keeping our lives um, just keep us alive. We cannot be stronger, and um, we had to work okay. at so hot situation, and we cannot sleep um, during that, that, that daytime. Yeah, it was a very horrible situation. Sometimes people, uh, I saw mm-hmm. two people die in that um, labor camp in two thousand six.
0: Mm-hmm. In two thousand six, I wanna. Um, mention some clarify some information and correct me if I'm wrong um, there was those type of uh, presence or centers you mentioning you experience but they abolished about 2011 yes. correct and then in yes. 20 early 2016 um, they started those education centers yes. um, China re-education centers uh, but international community start to notice those centers in around 2017 yes. correct
1: um, the, the camp I was detained that was the nationwide the whole china-wide system which began after Chinese Communist Party took power. It was the same camp uh, which was uh, which still exists in North Korea but China uh, abolished that system in uh, 2011 nationwide. But the, the political system, uh, the eradication camp, uh, the prison system, the eradication camp and the concentration camp, the Chinese government started um, to establish those facilities, detention facilities, since 2016, and the world and international media uh, started came to know about it uh, late 2017, uh, because the Chinese government tried to, everything to hide the existence of those camps. Mm.
0: And uh, speaking of international community, um, there's the mainstream media and Western media, they're not paying attention to this issue. Why do you think is that?
1: Um, First of all, I I don't agree with you in this uh, point because uh, we have been seeing every day so much uh, media uh, outlets reporting about that. But you are right when you say, Uh, Not very much. Yeah, you are absolutely right. Uh, Mainstream media are not reporting very much about it, but we have been seeing so much uh, media outlets coverage about the situation. You are right. Uh, Because I think, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, first of all, the Chinese government tried to hide every fact. They blocked the media. Uh, The international independent media cannot go into the region, uh, first of all. Secondly, uh, they also blocked the communication. Between uh, our family members back home and Uyghurs uh, overseas, so uh, they are they are totally a blocked. We, we don't ha- we don't have access. So uh, the world media try to everything to get it, but it's still impossible. Mm.
0: And you also mentioned before. Um, we go to um. You mentioned the culture. It's it's completely different from Chinese culture because lots of people when you. You talk about that region, and you you assume it's very similar. But you're speaking to me um, in your language when before we start the interview, it's completely doesn't sound like Chinese yes, at all. Yes, uh,
1: we speak very different language. Just like Yakshin says, says, says. This is very totally different from uh, Han Chinese language system. This is uh, linguistically different, and our uh, Eyes, our skin, our uh, every uh, body type is very different, and physically uh, we are very different. Racially, I, I say uh, we are not racist, um, but after Chinese government started to treat us uh, based on their uh, racist uh, perspective, people realized to start that uh, yes, uh, we have to recognize, uh, we have to keep our identity stronger and different from the Chinese. Uh, yeah. Uh, we also, our classes are very different. Just uh, this kanwai konglek, I call this kanwai Uh This is very different from the Han Chinese. And uh, our food, uh, is, it's more close to uh, the people live in Central Asia, Pakistan, Iran, Afghanistan, and Turkey, and some other uh, Mediterranean. Yeah, it's very different from the Han Chinese. And we also, our... Um, Living um, area and our geographic situation and our homes and uh, mm-hmm. our everything uh, we, we we have been living in a different lifestyle. So um, it's not only uh, historical historically different. Everything our our mentality, our religious belief, and our um, ethnic. Uh, orientation, everything is totally different from the Han Chinese.
0: Um, I don't know if you've watched Vox. Um, There was a report um, on uh, Uyghurs' um, community that um, they talked about, and then they went to some of those centers, how um, they demolished some areas and uh, reopening re-educations. They also showed some pictures of checkpoints, for example, that's very common think they use that people have to check their cell phones. They have to go through a checkpoint. Um, I don't know. If, have you seen that report from? Uh,
1: yes, I have seen, and I I also witnessed that kind of checkpoints when I was there uh, before I left uh, my homeland, uh, February twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was uh, mm-hmm. rampant right now because the Chinese government, after they detained so much people, um, they are using. Uh, advanced technology uh, to conduct surveillance um, around the clock, everywhere in the region. Um, they don't believe anybody. Uh, they, they, um, they they want to recognize their faces. They want to listen every voices of the people. Uh, they want to uh, track mm-hmm. their movements and behavior. Yeah, it's it's fact. It's true.
0: So uh, in that report, they also mentioned how uh, economy is part of it, energy, resources. Because many people don't know that about, I think it's 80% of coal uh, business in that region, from that region for China, and there's 20% of gas and some other um, resources that it's available in that region. Do you think... uh, What's going on in the region? It has to do with politics of economy in the region.
1: Um, the Chinese policy in the region, uh, it came from uh, three uh, main reasons. First of all, uh, of course, the, the land. The Chinese government doesn't need the people. They don't need the culture. They just need the land and the resources. Um, and yeah, it is, as you said, it is the very, uh, oil rich and the uh, natural gas rich and the uh, and uh, other kind of natural resources. Uh, we have so much uh, tons of uh, uranium and golden resources and we have also 40 um, percent we, we consider of 40 uh, percent of Chinese coal and it's also one of the largest uh, ketchup basins of the world and um, yeah it's also the largest cotton uh big a source of the chinese the whole china and also it uh, owns um uh, 150 billion cubic meters of natural gas uh and uh, its mm-hmm. its natural resource it's uh, no doubt about it yeah so uh, this is first reason second reason yes. so the
0: the region has the the region has autonomy though how does that work working with china taking the resources, though?
1: Um, It's the fake autonomy. The Chinese government says autonomy. Yeah, they they set it five different regions. The Hui, um, Uyghur, and Tibetan Mongolians, and the Zhuangxi. Those five uh, regions, they they call it a so-called autonomous region, but it's other three regions, they have totally assimilated those population into Han Chinese culture. But Uyghurs and Tibetans, they are still struggling to keep their national identity. So they are exporting and importing our, they are importing our uh, natural resources to to inland China. They, They don't need people. They just need the land and resources.
0: China, as you know, denies and says that the region is a heaven of peace, a heaven on earth suitable for tourism. What do you think about that? Because when you ask, um, you know, officials in China, when you, um, the, I think it was foreign minister of China uh, announcing that how the, the place is not as bad as like they talk about it. On, on yeah, the media.
1: that is very old saying.
0: Because I think they, they're trying to make it um, touristy. Yeah, area.
1: Um, it is very old saying the Chinese government keeps saying that they are providing the best uh, the political system education, and they are helping the local people and residents but it's not true um, they only um, they trying to um, export so much um, in the flocks of Chinese migrants in this region they want to replace the the original residents owners of of this land and they want to um, they never care about the very basic human rights of of the of the region, and they say they are still doing very. People are doing very well. It's not true. If it's true, they should allow the international investigators go to the region. They should allow the people to call their their family members around the world. I have never. Uh, I haven't able to listen to my daughter's voice more than two years. She is innocent girl, seven years old daughter. She can, as as a as a father, as a, as a daughter, we should, we should be able to communicate freely in twenty first century. There are hundreds of thousands of people around the world, Uyghurs. They are not able to communicate with their family members. And the Chinese government, not only Uyghurs, they are also, they also tried to block the foreign media outlets. Maybe you have uh, paid attention to some uh, CNN reports about that. They tried to uh, cover uh, the, about um, camps, but they blocked them. They stopped them uh, taking camera, everything. That is true, but they are lying. They still continue to lie. Everything is lie Because Chinese government, they have mm-hmm. very great tactics to cover up everything because that is the culture that came from their culture they are very sophisticated liars
0: mm-hmm. okay let's um do some fact checking on some topics is ramadan um blocked in china
1: it, is it was or very or early. not only this this time it was blocked 10 okay. years ago it's very very true fact
0: okay even today because yeah. we are
1: it's right ramadan
0: now. right now so people is it just in that region, or is it in the entire China? No,
1: it's in our homeland. Basically, uh, it's basically in our mm-hmm. homeland. We have uh, we have received a letter. Uyghur Times Agency. We have received a letter from the region uh, the day before yesterday. The Uyghurs are being forced to eat pork in Ramadan. Are being forced to eat pork mm-hmm. in Ramadan. No fast. No fast. The, the facing was.
0: And also, I, I saw some reports about alcohol. Is that yes. true, too? They encourage Muslims the to drink alcohol? The Chinese government
1: asks all kind of uh, the public places and restaurants uh, sell to sell, sell to their customers uh, the porks and alcohol. And uh, people are being uh, forced to compete to drink alcohol in a public mm-hmm. area. So that is totally and the human policy is true.
0: Okay, so I was um, going on Twitter to see um, what's going on in China and Ramadan, if it's blocked or not. Somebody by name, Omar Farooq, was saying that, I am in China and fasting, also going to the mosque for pray. I have never experienced uh, what people talking about. He's saying what, what you are talking about, about Chinese Muslims are fasting here, do not post something you don't know. I didn't post that, but he was responding to someone else posted about a Ramadan was uh, banned in China. What do you think about that? There, He's Muslim. He's saying I'm fasting. So do you think
1: I there's... I have some questions to my brother. First of all, are you in our yeah. homeland, the Urimchi Kashgar Hutan? First of all. Yeah. Secondly, okay. are you Uyghur? Are you Uyghur? If mm-hmm. you are not Uyghur, Okay. You are not the target, okay? The Chinese government wants oh, to okay. eliminate the Islamic, religious, and ethnic identity of this nation and wants to assimilate the Uyghur people into Han Chinese culture, not other people. You are mm-hmm. tourists. You are mm-hmm. foreigner. If you are targeted, you will see the Chinese government. The Chinese government cannot detain you. So you have freedom to go out and say something about Chinese policies toward the media. Chinese government is very clever. They don't do that to you.
0: Yeah. So basically then it proves that like there are mosques in let's say Beijing and those cities, that Muslims who are not Uyghur, that they can go and pray and express their uh, freedom of of religion, right? And then, but if you are from, so that's when people confuse and then you go to on social media, they're like, oh no, I'm in China, I'm okay then. You're like, oh, everybody is okay in China. Why they say there's no freedom of religion, right? There's this one that need to be clarified by, you know, somebody like you. Um,
1: the, in inland China, uh, mostly the foreigners. This is two, two different types. As I said, location and the people are different. Mm-hmm. Location is not our homeland. And those people, the for, foreigners, are not Uyghur people. So Chinese government don't target them. Because Chinese government, they mm-hmm. are very sophisticated um, perpetrators against the bigger Muslims. So they they will not fill it uh, we, until they live it with us for a long time in our homeland. If they live yeah. with us, if they, they can fill it. Mm-hmm.
0: And also, how about those people say China in general very. Um, strict and has a lot of restrictions for all their own citizens, non-Muslims, right? Do you think, um, I don't know, what do you think about uh, that?
1: First of all, Chinese government uh, has been uh, ru- ruled, by, ruling by the uh, Chinese Communist Party. The Chinese people are being ruled by the Chinese Communist Party. Um, and it, it is an atheist, dictatorial regime, authoritarian regime. Uh, they don't allow uh, media free media and they don't allow uh, organize and free assembly organize a political party uh, they, they want to keep it mm-hmm. under their, their own control. I'm not talking about the Chinese people I'm talking about the Chinese political system. It's authoritarian. it's totally different uh, from the people use it to see in in the free world.
0: Yes um, I want to talk about um, we talked about the economy of it. I want to talk about Muslim countries from around the globe. Why do you think they're not more involved in solving or talking to China or the government or even people in general, like they're not tweeting about this um, region? What do you think? What, why Muslim communities, governments, not involved?
1: There are three reasons for that. First of all, the Chinese government are trying to um, expand its uh, political and diplomatic uh, influence around the world uh, by its um, One Road, uh, One Belt initiative, and they largely invested Mm -hmm. in uh, so much uh, Arabic, Islamic, uh, Muslim countries around the world. Uh, So the economic benefit is very important for those countries, they don't want to lose the Chinese uh, economic technical uh, supports, so they believe that uh, they don't have they don't have to talk about the other people. Uh, this is uh, even they have some uh, some know some facts about it. So the economic factor. Second one is, uh, as you know, the most Muslim countries they have their own issues about the human rights and religious freedom. Uh, you have. Me- You may have notes about Saudi Arabia, Iran, Egypt. Every regime in those countries, they have their own problem with their own dissidents. They don't respect the basic fundamental human rights. They they are perpetuating atrocities against its own people. How can they help the Muslim people who are—they don't have nothing to do in historically or economically or politically? So they don't care about the sweet reason. The Chinese government is doing very well when it comes to propaganda. The Chinese government, um, depending on its uh, very strong international um, propaganda system, uh, they they have imposed, uh, carried out so much propaganda in all ka- all all uh, Muslim nations, especially in Africa and the Middle East. They help it. Media companies to broadcast the Chinese uh, national TV, CCTV, and the CGTV. So we can. Uh, so Muslim people, Muslim countries, they uh, for this uh, three reasons, they are not very active to speak about the Uyghur people.
0: Um, you explained really well about other kind of Muslim countries, and I have to agree with you that you know they're so busy with their own problems. Look at Saudi Arabia, busy with Yemen, and then you have. Libya, it's not even, like, in- internally, they have two governments still, and you have Egypt. They haven't recovered from yes. the Arab Spring. And you have all these. You have Syria. It's completely destroyed. So it's absolutely right. I want to talk about... Um, there was a committee... Um, uh, I think it was Mark Rubio was involved, um, a U.S. Uh-huh. senator, and there was a uh-huh. bunch of testimonies, which they were, like, heartbreaking when they were... um. I know I have them somewhere that um, they um, they talked about how they were tortured. There was like two women um, in front of that committee. Um, what happened to that? There was a letter sent to China. I know China said that, what's going on when it comes to that? Uh, Any development? Uh,
1: yes, yeah, it is uh, Marco Rubio led chaired um, uh, executive commission on China, U.S. Congress executive commission on China. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they have been doing a very mm-hmm. great job to raise the awareness and asking the Trump administration to uh, sanction Magnits- uh, using Magnitsky Act against the Chinese officials relates to Uyghur uh, um, crisis and uh, genocide, we call. Um, Mihaly Trusen, you are talking about uh, She was uh, mm-hmm. She yes. was the survivor of that, in camps in the region, and the United States government mm-hmm. uh, brought her uh, from Egypt to United States. Um, she uh, gave testimony uh, in front of the United States Senators in Senate last year, and the Chinese government denied it. And they said uh, the Mihir Gultursong is lying. But the Chinese government has already lost its own credibility uh, over so much issues uh, during the last 70 years, especially about the people during the last three years. The, the international media organizations, they don't believe the Chinese government anymore. First of all, um, when they are asked about the existence of the the concentration camp, they denied it. They say, we don't have such a thing. They said it August 2018 uh, in the United Nations panel in Genoa. But, Uh, the experts and organizations provided the facts and uh, released the witnesses, uh, testimonies, and they said, yes, we have that kind of uh, centers, but it's not concentration camp, it's not eradication camp, it's vocational school. So they have lost credibility over and over again. So we don't believe the Chinese government. um, Everything should be based upon uh, the fact uh, they, they should allow uh, mm-hmm. the more people to go to this region and investigate. They should, they should allow the people go out to the region. The people are confiscated of their passports. People cannot go out more than mm-hmm. two years. We cannot go into the region. So, Chinese government is lying overall.
0: Tell me your final thoughts. What requests to international community, if you can give a message?
1: Um, first of all, we Uyghur people are not terrorists. We are peaceful, civilized people, as many other uh, civilized, peaceful people around the world. Uh, we are very ancient uh, people. Uh, Chinese people. Chinese government uh, is blaming us for many violences. Of course, it followed by Chinese oppressive policies. This is my first message. Uh, I lived in that region more than 35 years. I know my people very well. They are hospitable. They are friendly. They are humanitarian. Very good people. My father, my mother never taught me to be racist. They never taught me to hate any nation in the world. They taught me to respect any people with any kind of religious belief, ethnicity, and race. This is first what I want to say. Secondly, the Chinese regime is not the, not as they look at to the world they, they they are very different they are danger to the humanity they are the danger they are the enemy of the freedom they are the enemy of human rights they are the enemy of the democracy so the whole world should stand up against the chinese oppression around the world they unite they should support the american people and the europeans and the muslim people all of them they should stand up for their own religious identity, national security, and very basic hum- humanistic ideology. One day Chinese government come to them as they did against the Uyghur people. It's very, very recent future. Mm-hmm.
0: Tara, I mean, thank you so much for this interview. This is really Thank great. you so much. And thank you so much for watching. We, um, please follow us on, social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also, please comment below about this topic and tell me what you think about Uguru um, uh, communities and the solutions for this um, region. And if you share and comment below, we might share it in our next episode. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you haven't done so, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And follow us at hashtag ZadaShow to stay connected. I am Naska Zada and until next episode, bye for now.